Welcome to the Libraries Transform Texas podcast, produced by the Texas Library Association. In this monthly podcast, we showcase the value of Texas librarians and libraries. I'm Michelle Chan Santos, the Communications and Grants Manager at TLA. Today, we are delighted to have Howard Marks and Angela Gall of Ector County Library as our guests. We'll be discussing the Gale Excel Adult High School program at their library where people age 21 and over can earn their high school diploma online. Howard is the director of the Ector County Library and Angela is the managing AV librarian. Welcome, Howard and Angela. Yes, Michelle, thanks for having us on. We're honored to be here on your podcast today. And we're located out in West Texas, right between Dallas and El Paso, Lubbock and San Angelo. If anybody's ever seen the movie Friday Night Lights, that was about 30 years ago. That's us. We're a vibrant community of about 165,000 in Hector County, and Greater Odessa has about 115,000. The connecting city that makes up the Permian Basin, Midland has about another 100,000. There's also West Odessa, which has an estimated population of another 30 to 50,000. So that makes up a total in the Permian Basin of about 300,000. So it's mostly oil and gas petroleum based out here with several companies servicing the oil industry throughout the basin, although it's become increasingly diversified over the years. We have healthcare now, and there's more service companies and and more professional positions. It's still desert high plains, while outer country for the most part, and, and we're pretty proud of that. It, so it's a really so, unique community that your library serves that whole that Oh, whole absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And the state pretty much counts on it for its oil reserves and, and petroleum. For the Gale program, a statistic really stuck out to us. We found that in our region, approximately, and, the, and this is verbatim, 21.8% of adults in Edgar County do not have a high school diploma. Oh, wow. Okay. And this precise number is 24,371. And that's according to the U.S. Census Bureau. Yeah, that's really high, right? So this sounds like that this program is a great fit for the needs of your area. Congratulations on celebrating the one-year anniversary since launching the program. So how did you first hear about the Gale Excel Adult High School program. Did they come to you or you went to them or? Actually, that was me. I read about it in some of the trade publications. I ran across it in a few of them and went to Howard with the proposition. When we looked into it, we decided it was a good fit for us and something that we really wanted to try. We put it up started interviews in January of 2023, and our first student started in March. So it went very quickly once we decided to get the ball rolling. So you talked about the really high number of people in your area that don't have the high school diploma. So obviously it's a really good fit. But how is this different from a more traditional GED program? 
Our mission is to enable every county resident and visitor to this diverse growing community to reach their full potential by empowering them within information, discovery, knowledge, and lifelong learning. That is our stated mission. So it really fit in with that mission entirely. A traditional GED program usually involves classwork, a more structured format. This is a anytime. This is total asynchronous. So you can work on it 24-7 and, and we have had people do that. There are coaches that are there every step of the way to help the students. So this kind of flexibility makes it perfect for a parent with small children or somebody who is working full time. Because it is set up for adults that have aged out of the education system, that we're finding that is often the case, that they have other commitments throughout their day and they need to slide this in whenever they can. So we are empowering our residents and transforming their lives. It is also nationally accredited. So it's accepted by like the military will take it. And we haven't found a college yet that doesn't accept it. That's fantastic. And I love that it removes that barrier of if you're a single mom or you're working two jobs, you still have to find the time to do it. Some another class was Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. and you can't make that, then that's perfect, right? How long did it take to bring this program to Ector County Library and get it underway? And what has the interest level been like? Once we decided to do it and once our commissioners and judge agreed with us that there was this need, it did roll out very quickly. The interviews were started in January. It took less than two months to get our first students in. The interest, however, was off the charts. Even Gail had not seen anything like it. So when we first put it on our Facebook page, the analytics showed that we had 33,000 people look at that post commenting, they were sharing, they were tagging people. We actually had a total of 250 applicants follow up and apply for the program. And that was when we only had three scholarships. And so the, the need was even greater than we thought, and we thought it was big. Do you have more scholarships than that now? We do. We've been lucky enough that the Friends of the Ector County Library have sponsored some scholarships and the commissioners have allowed us to use leftover funding from other programs. Okay, that's wonderful. So how much does it cost for each student to complete the program and how many students are currently enrolled? So it's $1,100 per scholarship and we currently have 14 students enrolled, two just graduated. So the way it works, Michelle, is the more site licenses your library buys into, it goes down significantly. So if if you get up to 25 to 30, it, it says in the paperwork, site licenses, it goes down to about 865 to 900 in that price range. We should note that there is no direct cost to the student. Everything is covered by the scholarship. However, if they do not win a scholarship, they are paid for it on their own, and they have two years to complete it. So the sky's the limit for this. Like Angela said, it's asynchronous. 
They can complete it anytime online. They have coaches. There's a lot of tools at their disposal. So is the coaching through the virtual portal? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So you like if you're struggling with math or something, there's someone there that you can ask questions to or how does it work? That's exactly how it works. The, the first thing, if you need some additional tutoring, you can go in and watch some videos that will go mm-hmm. more in depth. But if that doesn't do it, then you can request a tutoring session with somebody that is provided by Gail. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, nobody uh, wants to contact me for math help. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I was always really good at helping my kids with reading, and I love all kinds of books. But yeah, there's a reason I'm not in medical school. So how did you guys fund the scholarships which were given to the students? You're saying some of that was through the friends of the Actor County Library, and what were the other sources? Uh, so we uh, one, we had the friends of the library group, two, leftover library county funds from l- the last fiscal year. And we also attempted an ambitious direct mail letter campaign. And Angela and I rewrote this letter five to 10 different ways. And we put it on really nice actor library letterhead, sent it out to the IPs of, of the library, corporations, and people outside our service area as well. However, we could not secure funding, but we do believe that it did create lots of impact and build awareness. It was our first try at really trying to secure funding outside of our own resources for this program. No, that sounds great. And I always just think getting the information out there is can really help in so many ways. It's really a first step to building awareness. Yeah, absolutely. So congratulations on having your first graduate. I did see the TV interview with her and it was super inspiring. But for our listeners, can you just share more about the student? Because I thought it was so impressive all the work she had to do. We actually have two graduates now. Oh, great. Congratulations. Yes, we slid another one in there real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Jay was the one that you would have seen the interview with. She's 21 years old. She was actually working on her CDL, working full time, and doing her high school diploma at the same time. She said there were nights when she just did not sleep. And she received her CDL and a high school diploma within a week of each other. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. And just think about like many opportunities are available to her now that weren't before. And that's what she says as well. And then Asa, he is 41 years old. So there's a wide range in, in their two ages. And he is excited, not just because of the opportunities, but because he showed his kids that you should never give Yeah, that you just keep trying and eventually you can meet your goals. And both of them know exactly what they want to do now that they have their degrees. And then we have two more students who are within just a few classes of graduating. And they're on the phone with me all the time asking, hey, can I make it before the next semester of college starts? They have plans as well. I think everybody knows exactly what they want to do. They want to go into nursing. They want to go into welding. 
to have a goal. That's so wonderful. And so how do you get to know them? Like when they come in to sign up and then you're saying you can advise them on what they should take next? We actually have an interview process that they go through. Okay. Um, where they apply online and then they go through a test class. I guess I would say it's a very basic class, but it lets them know what working online is going to look like because it's not for everybody. And then they come in and they do an interview with us where we talk to them about what the expectations are, how much time they're going to need to put in to make this work in two years. I haven't had anybody fail the interview process yet, but I think it does open their eyes to the reality because, that, like I said, that first class is just a test class. It's not difficult. <laughs> well, and also just the time commitment, right, to build the time into your life to do it with your other commitments. Like you're saying that the second graduate is, I'm sure he's working, his children, obviously. And But what a great example to set for them. What would you envision for this program going forward? And what do you guys need for more people to be able to enroll? What's next? To tell you the truth, Michelle, we need more scholarships. We'd like to see this program grow. The way we see it, the more people we have, they get the degree they need, then it's like the ecosystem. Then they get better jobs, they have better lives, and then more graduates means a better educated workforce, and it means a better off community. And this could be done really anywhere in Texas. uh, Okay. And anywhere in the U.S. It could be duplicated. Anybody who's listening out there could certainly pick this up. Which leads into our next question. Is this program available to other public libraries? And so how do they sign up and what advice do you have for them if they are wanting to launch a similar version of this program at their library? Yes, it it most certainly is. And I'm, I'm glad you asked that. In fact, we were very thankful to be able to present at the last TLA in, in Austin. And in fact, Gail, our Gail Sengage reps came down from Michigan and presented this program. And they provided lots of key info and they actually videotaped the session and they took lots of questions because people there had never heard of it. And I would say that if somebody's curious about it, to consult with those representatives to just okay. reach out, yell Sengage, or okay. they could reach out to us anytime. But they know the program A to Z, and they know the program inside and out, and they'll get you up and running within no time. That's fantastic. And if people are trying to reach you at the library, what's the best way to do that? That's probably going to be me. The email address is A-G-A-U-L-E at ector.lib.tx.us. And the telephone number is 432-332-0633. And the extension is 2114. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Well, how does it make you guys feel that people's lives are really changing with these opportunities? Like when you said 
your students have plans for their CDL license or going to nursing school or going to welding school or going to the military, all these options they wouldn't have without that diploma. I don't know. How does that make y'all feel? Honored. It just, it is such a great feeling. And it's a little frustrating at times. We have the 14 students. We have another 12 who have already gone through the interview process and are just waiting for funding. And I am still getting applications every week, sometimes two or three a week from people who are still wanting to sign up. So we have another at least 50 and probably closer to 60 people who have applied and haven't been through any of the process yet. Much more demand than supply. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So while it's a great feeling to be able to say I was a part of this, it is a hard feeling to know that there's so much more. Yeah. No, it, it's amazing that. to know how many people are out there wanting this and needing this. We were amazed. And we even took down all of the advertising. We're still getting yeah, all yeah. these applications with yeah. no Facebook posts, right. no posters in the library, but they're hearing about it from other people. It's word of mouth. Word, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'm sure that's true in so many other communities too, that need is there exactly. and it's just the silent, silent thing. Yeah. I hope you guys are able to get more funding and more donors to help you with that. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the program or your library that I haven't asked? Yeah, absolutely. We are so happy that we literally went out of our comfort zone. We tend to have our core services. And this is not something we went out on a limb with this, but it turned out to be one of our, if not our most popular service. And Uh certainly something that is most unique to a West Texas library that nobody else does, at least right now. And it taps into an unmet need in our community right now and provides this mini niche among regional libraries and information centers. And so it really provided in seeing the students through, which was really Angie's role, was an experience unlike any other, uh, I'm sure she could tell you. And so I just wanted to say to, we owe thanks to our judge and our commissioner's court for believing with us in the goal of ours and to our friends of the library for supporting these scholarships, because without the team effort, we couldn't have gone all the way to this point. And we owe a whole lot of gratitude, of course, to Gail Sengage for working with us all these months and being such good people. And being at the TLA with conference was a very positive experience. And so we hope that other libraries get to have uh, similar experiences with such vendors like them. Yeah, I hope so too. And we call it the Libraries Transform Texas podcast, but I think the work that you're doing is really uh, transformative for people. And so thank you so much for sharing this with us today and just really excited to uh, share it out with everyone through the podcast and just appreciate having you guys on. Thank you so much for having us.